May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So the good news today comes from Job. Is that a surprise? We don't usually think about Job as having good news. You remember the story. Job is a faithful and righteous man, a good family man, a responsible citizen. In a series of extraordinarily unfortunate events, he is tested beyond the limits of what any person could endure. Losing his children, terrible diseases, poverty, he's mocked and blamed for his troubles by his friends, and a seemingly silent God. In the passage for today, which is kind of in the middle of the story, before God speaks back, Job is bemoaning the criticism of one of his so-called friends, and he laments that his case, his situation, warrants writing down in permanent marker, so that once he dies, There will be a redeemer, an avenger even, who will persist with God on his behalf, perhaps even punishing the one who brings so much suffering and death. Let's hear it again. Job says, I know that my redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth and after my skin has been destroyed Then in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see on my side, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, not a stranger. In the face of everything, Job longs for and trusts that there is redemption, that there is justice. That death, even his death, will not be the final word. Now, the book of Job is part of the Bible that we call wisdom literature. It's from the Older Testament. So it's not a first-hand account or story about Jesus. But because Jesus was there from before the beginning of time, of course, we see Jesus in this story. A tiny aside, when I walked in and Harriet was singing that beautiful prelude, I leaned over to Becky and I said, I cannot believe she's singing that right now. This is what my sermon is about. And sure enough, I had written. And of course, we all know that beautiful aria from Handel's Messiah. I know that my Redeemer liveth. Well, and you got to hear it this morning. And also, you may have recognized some familiar liturgical words out of today's reading. So I'd like to ask you to pick up your prayer book and turn to page 491. As a community, we have spent a lot of time here on page 491 in the last couple of months. For it's One of the, it's the opening anthems of our funeral liturgy. 
Look at the second paragraph. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see in my eyes behold him who is my friend and not a stranger. This is our Christian proclamation that in death we will see Jesus face to face. And that part when we do it at a funeral always makes me tear up. That idea that we will recognize him on that day when it's our turn, we'll see him face to face and we will recognize him as a friend, not as a stranger. How is this so? How can we who sit here today have confidence that we will recognize him on that day? Well, it's because we see him all the time. We see him all the time when we are paying attention, when we look for him in the faces and the bodies of one another. As for me, I saw Jesus on Wednesday at Newbury Court when I met two new friends. Becky was leading our Water from a Deep Well first Wednesday program, and she invited all of the participants to share with one another in small groups about times when we most felt like we belonged, times when we understood that we mattered to the people around us, in our families and in our church and at work. So on that day, my eyes beheld Justine and Miriam as friends and not as strangers. I saw Jesus on Thursday when a young man in distress came to the church seeking a listening ear. And Robert Barney and John Ashley and Becky and the young people in our choir who were waiting for rehearsal to begin made a safe and welcoming space for him. And my eyes beheld all of them as friends and not as strangers. And then... Then I saw the baby Jesus on Friday when a wise man with a very silly hat opened up an enormous chest of gifts, offering them to a delighted, delighted woman who held the winning raffle ticket. Their eyes beheld one another as friends. And not as strangers. And then I saw Jesus yesterday all over this place. The hands and feet of Jesus, the body of Christ, offering new life to the community with our generous gifts. We offered hospitality and coffee, food, smiles, 
warmth, welcome, fun, hard work, and love. The fair, that annual miracle on Elm Street, bringing us together, opening our doors, all the doors were open, opening our doors to the wider community. And our eyes beheld one another in all our glory, with all our gifts, and not as strangers, but as friends. That was just last week. So as we head into a new week, some questions to carry with you. Where will you see him? Recognize him this week. Whom will you greet as a friend and not a stranger because you see Jesus in them? How are you embodying Jesus in your hands, with your words, with your prayers? And where are your feet walking? In his path? Or is it time for a little course correction? So one little resource that I want to offer to each one of us for this week and for the new season to come. So get back on page 491. Same page. I think this is a prayer. For every day. So let's say it together. The second paragraph on page 491. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see and my eyes behold him who is my friend and not a stranger. Take that with you into these next days. And then finally, finally, to begin again, as we do each week, we come to this table where all are welcome. On our knees as one body, we gather in his sight and he beholds us. The broken in spirit, the sinners, the hopeful children, the suffering ones, the angry ones, the hopeless and the skeptical. He welcomes each one of us. And not as strangers, but as friends. So come and be fed, my friends. This is the true miracle. That we are one body in him. And he knows each one of us by name, calls each one of us beloved. He redeems us and heals us, for he is that redeemer who lives that Job talked about, for he has conquered our biggest enemy, which is death. So may we know this new life, this resurrected life, every day in all that we do. Good news this morning, indeed. Amen.